You're listening to United We Scan Podcast. The views and opinions expressed are not that of the United States Postal Service or the National Rural Letter Carriers Association. If you are in need of assistance pertaining to the rural craft, please contact your local steward or assigned district representative. Thank you. Welcome back. This is episode 14, take two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, However, uh, Mike wasn't with us Sunday, but he is back with us. Um, Josh will be coming in a little bit late, but we have uh, Mr. James again with us today. Nice to have you back. And of course, Bill and myself. Mike, I uh, know it's been a rough weekend and a couple days for you, but how are you otherwise? Uh, today I'm tired and a little bit sore. Um, but yeah, we'll just go with that. Otherwise, um, I, I, uh, I took Bill's beverage suggestion and I'm, I'm working on one right now. So I am, uh, putting it on as a, uh, a completely sober evening again. So, uh, this time without the technical difficulties. <laughs> those that are, those, and I do apologize to the listeners who were like, Hey, I'm going to listen to this. And then I get messages going, I get past the intro and there's no sound. And I'm like, oh no. So Josh called me out on the route yesterday and let me know. So I went ahead and when I had a moment and was pulled over, I uh, unpublished the episode. But yeah, we had a little bit of technical difficulty. We had an awesome two hour and 15 uh, hour episode that unfortunately did not have a single thing recorded so here we are take two and i'm going to introduce james yet again so hi james how are you oh it's a beautiful night tonight yes yesterday was crazy in the office with the volume that we had and today it was like nothing yeah so i'm on a good day today yeah well how's it going dear it comes, it goes, it comes, it goes. It's same shit, same characters, different day. Just, you know, one of those things where I get up in the morning, I pronounce some contractual language, and I go in and piss off management. So it's all good. I live and, for it. Right? I know you do. So anyways, <laughs> what we had started to record and uh, do on Sunday is obviously the uh, big announcement on the whole Rex fiasco yet again that came out Saturday. I am going to uh, pull that up and we'll kind of go over it again. For those that don't know, but if you're on any type of social media, I am pretty sure you are well aware of what's going on. Yeah, this, um, this will be interesting to say the least. Just head up. Here we go again. So this is what we're looking at. Preliminary route classification changes. <sighs> Auxiliary routes. Current routes. 7,270. Uh, with the implementation of RECs. 
boy, they go to 7,301. That's a change, an addition of 31 auxiliary routes. H routes, 3,427, jumping to 13,142, gaining 9,715 H routes. J routes, 5,012, jumping to 11,429 uh, for an additional 6,417. And here's the really sad one. K route, 65,910, dropping to 49,747. That is a loss of 16,163 K routes. Um, that's a grand total of 81,620 routes. Uh, weekly difference, we had those that lost eight or more hours was 17% of the routes at 13,739. Those that lost four to seven hours, 27% at 22,205. Loss of three to one hour was 18,252 for 22% of the routes. Um, only 6% of the routes did not change their hour, their weekly evaluation, and that's only 4,958 routes. Now those that did add, we had those that added one to three hours was 11,000 routes at 14%. A uh, four to seven hour gain was 7,052 for only 9%. And those that added eight or more hours was 4,459 for 5% at 100% uh, total there. So it's a total of 81,665. So that is actually 45 route difference between, did anybody else notice that? Yeah, yeah. The, the, where, where where did they go to? Those, yeah. those are the routes that were added between the 2018 count and now. Okay. Are are they the ones in Sonora, California? <laughs> <laughs> um, and no, it's I, like like in my like in my office between the two count between these two counts we added two aux routes. So that's where I'm figuring that's where it came from is adding of routes, adding of actual full routes and auxiliary routes to offices and things like that after the last count. Okay. Well, you okay. know, it is a difference of 45 routes, though, people, so that's, uh, it is what it is at that point. Those are the numbers. So there is a step four that has been filed um, and an unfair labor practice charge. Uh, the step four, I do believe, has to pertain to them not giving us the information that they have requested several times over the past year. Um, and it was specifically stated that it was good, supposed to be mutually agreed upon between the two parties 
and which obviously if they have not provided us the information, we can't go over it. And I can honestly say I'm pretty sure that 100% of the carriers have not received any informa preliminary information for their route. So that's where that's coming from. I know that's true for me. It's true for me as well. And my office. It's true for the last 365 days before the mini mail survey that no carrier received any information of the radar reports or any other information regarding to the volumes on their routes. However, some offices were giving radar reports near the end here when they finally became available on the computer system, but even those were messed up. So, And you can't, overall, you can't uh, correlate the day of the receiving the bundled flats to the radar reports. Yes. That's the problem. Exactly. Exactly. It has to be a live report of that day's mailings is what it needs to be, and, and management is unable to do that. And, you know, even our union has uh, said that these reports are anywhere from two, three, four days to two weeks out. Yep. So uh, how, how do I, as a carrier, sign a sheet verifying the numbers when you can't even tell me when the numbers originated, where they came from, and what days they, you know, you know correlate to in regards to the mini-mail survey? I will say this about that paper. It said we were only certifying the mini-mail survey was yeah. the one that they wanted us to sign, well, was verifying the numbers of the mini-mail survey. And if the management was not inputting the numbers and it was not in printed ink from a printer, then they did not input the numbers for you correctly, and therefore you should not have signed that sheet of paper saying that you agree that the numbers are right on there unless they printed it out like my office did. Well, my, my office actually supplied a daily sheet of the numbers that were counted each day to each route, so I will give her that. Well, our wow. mini survey, we never got the daily volume reports. And that, again, is another thing you wouldn't sign for because you are supposed to receive the daily volume reports from your management wow. and then at the end of the two weeks verify those numbers to the numbers they input on that sheet and then sign the sheet. Yeah. Didn't happen, didn't sign. Yep. So, where do we go for now? Well, of course, you know, April 1st is the day that they say they're going to have the new 4241s out available for us. As we all know, April 1st is April Fool's Day. So, let's See if they actually show up. It'll be interesting. It will be. I'm running two routes again. Um, well, so what else is new? <laughs> yeah, you know, back to being the only RCA in the office. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know. Here, here, route numbers. The jokes are on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just wondering, was if if you all discussed this uh, on the other. Uh, the other day, but with with the number of routes going down, do you think that the with the with the mapping um, and the the fine tooth combing of the edit books and forty forty o threes that some of these routes are dropping simply because the padding has been exposed and and purged? Um, it I, be may... I believe yes. 
I do. Um, I also think this falls in line where they say that 70% of the routes no longer have Amazon and that 66% drop falls into that 70. Yeah. And as well as, you know, the 30% that do, that didn't have Amazon at the last count, they got it afterwards, my office is one of those, kind of falls in line with that 26% that went up. Yeah. But people also have to remember the mail volume decrease we've had in the last five years. Yep. We have not had, had this discussion any with my PM. Yeah, we have not had any type of mail count in five years, unless you were one of the rare ones that had a special count. We have not had a mail count in five years. Yeah. I had and this discussion with my manager actually today about this, and we were talking about our office and what's going to happen to our routes. And the main thing that we were talking about is how has our routes changed between the last mail count and this one? Letters and flats are way down, mm -hmm. for sure. But package volumes are either the same or gone up. And for my area especially, house, house numbers have gone up. We've had uh, expansion in our areas. We had the housing boom going on with, with multiple builders building neighborhoods in our areas and things like that. And that's one of the reasons my route, was, before I got into it, got cut was because they added two more neighborhoods onto that route and those neighborhoods actually put it up over 48 so they had to cut it back well the carrier that was on it was also padding the route too with the edit book and when i finally got on the route it was a 43 i got into the edit book and i dropped it to a 41 just with the edit book alone just getting everything accurate and that was even before we had talks about going to the rec system and all that stuff. I've been sitting at a 41, 42K for the last, since I got on the route. And the volume that I have, I'm working almost my evaluation every day with the volume that I have. So I'm not afraid of my route going down per se because of that. But there are people that had a lot of flats and a lot of letters on their routes that don't have those anymore, but because their last count was when they had those heavy flats, they're going to go down. And there's there's no argument on that because yep. their route has been padded by stuff that's no longer there. And, and, and one thing we did touch on that one was as well was with um, the loss of the FSS, like for Bill, for one, um, when he increased... With losing the like four hours. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think for some of those routes, it might be a wash. Yeah, because I'm in that boat, too. I was When I took over my route uh, three years ago, um, it was a 43. And then our office lost FSS also. And then I went up to a 45. Um, and... I, I looked at, I found the old, the, the last 4241 for my route, and it said it was about 80 or 90 parcels a week, or whatever that number is. And I've been, and I've been at that pretty much, uh, I've been staying at that number, uh, usually above 
I'm usually above that. I mean, with with now with everything being everything with the barcode being recognized as a parcel, mm -hmm. I'm way over that. Um, so, I think it. I think it. It might. It might be a wash, or I might lose a couple hours. But um, you know, we when I when I transferred to my office, we were heavy, heavy Amazon, and then. Um, and then they started delivering in our area, and it's gone down. But we still get a fair amount. Of, we still get a fair amount of Amazon uh, dropped off at our office. So, you know, it's it's going to be. I think it's going to be a crapshoot. Yeah, I. Well, when you're dealing with yeah, when you're dealing with shitheads, it's going to be a crapshoot. <laughs> well, I'm going to say this. You know, the carriers that are out there that are on a 44, 45k route and are getting done between one and two o'clock in the afternoon, maybe three on a Monday, are the ones that are going to go down. And it's not because the carrier is so fast or because the carrier is this or that. It's because that route volume has gone down from the last count they had. And I don't mean to be a pessimist to, to the individuals that are super fast on their route. I know carriers that can do my route uh, two hours faster than I do. But at the same time, they're not getting done at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a heavy day. They're getting done at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a heavy day. Getting done at two o'clock on a late day, and I my mine's scheduled until a little after four o'clock in the afternoon. But if they're if I'm getting done at one o'clock at my my speed that I do, my subs will be getting done at noon on my route if that was the case. Mm -hmm. But it's all dependent on the volume that your route has now. One of the things that I saw posted in social media was the, the um, credits that you get for delivering things and the mileage between boxes. You know, we used to get paid by the mile and it was so many minutes per mile. 12. It was what, 12 minutes a mile? Yep. Two. But if you look at the credits now under Rex system, the only one that's under 12 minutes a mile is your deadhead to your first box and from your last box. And that's 9.5 minutes per mile. The rest of them are all over 12 minutes, whether it's the uh, short distance between two boxes that are right next to each other, or it's the distance from one box and the next box is a quarter mile away. That one was, was I believe, 16.5 uh, minutes per mile on that one. And the short boxes was like almost 20 minutes per mile for the short boxes. Yeah, that's, you know, so, and with that speed matrix thing that they come out with, that also is, you know, and I had to uh, explain that to a coworker of mine as well, is that's doing away with the L status. So there will be no non-L and L status routes anymore. There, the, the language is still there in the contract, on this contract. You're still going to be an L or a non-L route. It just doesn't apply any any bonuses to it like it used to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, being an be, if you were an L, which you averaged twelve boxes or more per mile, your uh, box value factor actually I think was down. 
whereas... No, it was up. Was it higher? If you were shorter, it was up. It was higher. Yeah, Your volume right. factor was higher on a shorter route than on a longer route. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because I remember all the routes in my office as of right now are L routes except for two. And that would be my ox route and the other route in the same zip code as my ox route, the 93-mile route. Those are the only two that are non, not currently non-L routes. Ben's asking, and the big one is that loss of FSS is a big one for a lot of routes, too. But we're going to go into that right now, like we talked about in the deleted episode. Take <laughs> one of this. Yes, Bill, um, go ahead. We have several... Yeah, Bill, uh, we were talking about in that the, the uh, take one about how you had FSS on your route. And during the last count, you had how many trays compared to what you had just before they took away the FSS? Yeah, well, in our, in our office, we averaged, my route averaged with 639 boxes. And um, we, we would average anywhere from 7 to 12 trays of FSS. Um, by the time we got to the end of FSS, I was, you know, averaging a, a tray or two, unless they ran a, a thick catalog through there, uh, per day. So, in working the numbers out in, at uh, 43 flats a minute, which is our rate for the FSS flats, I needed 182 trays a week to make up the four hours that they gave me when they uh, dissolved the FSS from our office. Now. You're not even getting a tray now, are you? Well, That's yeah. In well, bundle flats. Yeah, they're, they're going now. And and the bundle flats, you know, okay, fine, that makes up for some of them, but I'm only getting bundled flats twice a week, and I'm only getting, you know, four to five bundles, you know, on a Monday, and then again on a Thursday or Friday. Yep. That's not correlating into 182 trays of FSS. Well, it's like, yeah, our, the only time we really get bundled flats in my office, I mean, we never had FSS, but our bundled flats we get Friday, Saturday, and Monday. And, I mean, we might get a, a bundle one other day, Tuesday through Thursday, but mostly it's Friday, Saturday, Mondays when we get the bulk of it. Yeah, back when I started, we would get two Gaylords of bundled flats every day. And now we're down to half a Gaylord at most. Yeah. So flats aren't there. No, they're not. And we, I know we talked about that, how a lot of your periodicals were, you know, you were saying before, James, Sunday, that, uh, you know, a lot of those periodical magazine subscriptions, you know, this is your last uh, printed version. The next one will be... Mm. You yeah. know, digital. Digital. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same with, uh, like, I had a newspaper come every couple of weeks. That would be for every house in, in both zip codes in my office. Every house in our office would get a get a newspaper, business and residential, every address. And that newspaper shut down about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And now, oh. they're talking about, now they're talking about getting rid of the red plums, too. That's another loss that we're going to take. Yeah. And 
the mail volume is not there, but package volume, I think, eventually is going to be the ruling factor of everything. And we may just go from delivering just letters and, and third-class mail, we may just go to everything's got a barcode. If you want it going through the Postal Service, you got to pay for a, a tracking barcode on it. Because uh, the service it, that we're going to, we're stuck providing a service, the service we're providing is government document delivery. That's the main purpose of the post office. We're there to serve papers to people, whether it be court papers, fines, tax documents, things like that. That's our main purpose is government uh, mailings. And the rest of it just pays the bills. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's one of the things that surprised me. Um, when I started working for the post office is how, especially the business to business mail is how much, uh, business to business stuff is still done with paper checks. Mm -hmm. If you have a business that, uh, that sends out, if you have businesses that have to pay a lot of bills or do services, I, I have a couple of, I have a couple of, uh, folks who, who run their, uh, landscaping or lawn care businesses from their homes uh, and the amount of mail they get you know with folks paying their bills is you know you know I'll have I'll have an inch of mail for them like daily so yep I've got a couple uh, township uh, treasurers so when the uh County treasurer, so you know when when property taxes are due, you know I'm picking up a lot out of her box to send out because you know they do it from home, and then everybody's sending them back to her payments. So yeah, you I mean, stuff like that. But yeah, other than that, I mean a lot of it goes down. I mean it's I deliver more junk than anything anymore. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people uh, complain about third-class mail, but third-class mail is one of the revenue streams that we have. Mm -hmm. yep. And um, I know for a fact that I have some customers that actually enjoy getting the red plums and the weekly ads and things like that. Oh, and yeah. I had, I had, a, I had my uh, supervisor tell me he was shutting down a box because all I got was third-class mail, and I turned around and told him they, that's all they get, and they take it. I asked that I actually stopped delivering their red plums one day because I thought they're not getting any mail. There must not be anybody there. And then the customer came out and asked me where their weekly ad was. They actually looked forward to getting their weekly ad. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I had a customer on one of my routes that left a note in the box. We haven't gotten the coupons in a while. Are they just still doing them? They, what, you know, we don't have we got M Sparks. And I noticed today because we only get M Sparks on the last Tuesday of the month. Um, and only our uh, main zip code gets them. So our two other zip codes don't get them, which is fine by me. Um, but before we were just getting the the the, the advos. Uh, but today we actually got the card to go with them. So all the carriers are like, what do we do with this? I said, are they addressed? They're like, yeah. I looked at it. I said, that is your, uh, I said, that's your letter walking sequence. I said, and your Advos bundles here? I said, that's your flat box holder. 
So I had to, you know, explain that to them because they had never really dealt with the marriage mail like that before in my office. I was used to it in my old office. We always had them that way, the card and the, and the advos. But, yeah, it's... I, I'm interested a to great see what segue happens. right there. Yeah. Um, the uh, the other thing that we talked about, I, PM and I were talking about these evaluations and stuff, and we were talking about, do we think that carriers not inputting their stuff in the scanner hurt them? And for things like the monthly shoppers, monthly adv- advertisements that you get once a month, not a big big effect on, on evaluations, but your unscanned parcel, your um, rural reach customer, your stamp stock sales, those affect your evaluation big time. Any scan you can do that's legitimate benefits your route, and those that were doing the minimum six scans are going to get the minimum evaluation for their route and everything you do on top of that adds to it even those monthly advos may add a minute or two to your route but every minute or two you add to it is a benefit to your route yeah because you're then getting full coverage for that day and we all know tuesdays are one of the lightest days of the week and you want to add that full coverage (laughs) let alone double full coverage by having the marriage mail you you want that and you want to yeah. get make sure that's inputted. Yeah, yeah, and, and you want to make sure that every hold that you take out that has more than eight pieces to it is an uh, unscanned parcel. Yes. Yeah. Whether you put it whether you put it in the mailbox or you take it to the door or any of that stuff doesn't matter. The rules on Rex say that an unscanned uh, hold mail that has more than eight pieces is an unscanned parcel, and that's both coming from the union side and the management training that I got so lucky to get to go to. I got to go to the mini mail survey training for management and listen to that stuff. And it, they even said any any hold mail that's over eight pieces is an unscanned parcel. Yeah, Bill and I got to go attend that as well. Um, but yeah, it's and you know, and I, and I went back and I made sure that all my carriers knew. You're taking that hold mail back, then uh, that you know you got more than eight pieces in there, and I I know plenty of people that get more than eight pieces on a daily, um, <clears throat> that you know that's you know that's an unscanned parcel. You 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 want that credit definitely. Yeah. Because we had our weekly shopper used to be put out by the Kansas City newspaper then they stopped doing it for a a couple weeks and then the 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 main grocery store that was doing it started putting it out on their own so we got it back and now what they've been doing is um the last couple uh at least at least a couple of times now some of our other monthly uh which would normally be a full coverage, uh, our value mail circular, and uh, there was another one, have been included in it. It's been super thick, like it was today. So, so we're kind of losing out on a monthly on a monthly coverage or two. 
but at the same point we're at the same time we're still get we still have we're still having that weekly every route in my office has a weekly at least one weekly full coverage putting out the the grocery store ad and what you were saying before james is i've had people when i was R- when i was an rca and subbing on other routes i had a couple of routes where people came up and complained that they didn't get them for some week and absolutely told me that that's how they plan their shopping that week <laughs> and it's like okay hey i have an extra one here that i wasn't delivering the, the, the box is vacant you can have this one there you go <laughs> and it's you know. customers like it's customers like that that make you appreciate delivering that stuff yeah oh yeah oh yeah it's... oh yeah I think every, I, at least in my office, I think uh, I think every route has what I, what I call a catalog queen. Oh yes, uh, that just that just mm-hmm. seems to get every uh, every catalog. One of the routes in our office, I swear, this lady, it, it the day if there's a day that goes by that she does not get a catalog, I would. I, it used to be on my matrix. Uh, if she, there was just no day that they didn't get some catalog of some stripe mm-hmm. but normally normally i it would it was not unusual to to daily uh deliver her an inch of mail mostly mostly flats i have a i have a guy on my route that's a donation king mm-hmm. he gets all those all those oh. donate to us letters yeah. and stuff and it's yeah. literally a handful he actually has a two-inch slot in my case, just because of how much mail volume he yeah. gets. Mm-hmm. I have, I have a couple. Of, I have a... one that was three inches. Hey, Josh, <gasps> yeah. you made it! Holy crap! I made it. I, I have one, and uh, I was actually uh, Josh and I talked for a while on the route yesterday, and I got to his box, and I was like, "All right, now I'm at the box of just keep grabbing the handfuls of DPS until you come up to the end and fish the last few out that don't belong to him and then put them in the box. And yeah, it was Monday, but that's almost nearly a daily thing for that that resident. Is yeah, you're when just... they go on hold, they, they don't get one of the little hold cubbies. They get it, They get their own tub. Yes, yes. Um, I, I know a <laughs> few of those. I, I think there's at least one or two on every route I've ran in my office. <laughs> Like mine's yeah. on hold right now. He's only going to be on hold uh, through the weekend. He's already in a tub. I, uh, in two days, he's already gone bigger than one of my my hold yeah. boxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I got. Um, I, I've got a section of my route that cater, that's. Um, uh, I I catered. I don't know. In the past, I think it catered to a fifty-five plus community, but. Um, I just have people on there who, when I who regularly go on hold, and even if it's for a few days, it's like, nope, that's going. It, it's going in a tub for two reasons. One, the volume of mail they'll get in those, you know, you know, three, four, or five days. But two, they most of the people in there do customer pick, uh, do it as they'll pick up the accumulated mail. Yeah, yep, we got quite a few of those too. And I and I and I appreciate those folks a lot. And so, yeah, I'll throw the mail. I just kind of throw the mail in the tub. But when it's getting close to when they're picking it up, I tidy it up. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of put the flats on the bottom in some sort of order. Kind of put the kind of tidy up the the letter mail so it's in some kind of so it's it looks kind of neat. You know, but we, uh, we have to do that every by every Wednesday in my office. 
All the holds that are still on hold need to be gone through, put in order, and rubber banded every Wednesday. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did you get miscellaneous time for that? You know, Is that I have part no of your clue. end of duty? Yes. Is that part of your return to well, DU time? That is part then of the end of shift. Need to get dude. miscellaneous. That's okay, part of the yeah, end, end of shift. Yeah, end of shift time. Which was actually kind of nice of just having my ox route because I was finally able to uh, do my uh, update, the couple things I needed update in my edit book today. Because this whole past week I ran two routes and so it wasn't my end of shift on my ox. So I was just put <laughs> putting it off on doing that till it was my actual end of shift on my ox. And <clears throat> today was that rare day with... I was home by 11.30 this morning, <laughs> and that was that was after uh, dropping the uh, LLV off at the uh, at the repair shop to inspect the tire that's got a slow leak, and yeah, I was still home in less than evaluation, so I'll take it. Yeah, I, I just, I opted to not touch the marriage mail this morning, so I it out because there's like nothing. I actually worked everything into my GPS instead of casing it today. You know, like I bundled my CBUs. I was back in the office, which included having to circle around to go back to my large company for the to scan the blue box because I got there at ten o'clock and I have to wait till eleven to scan it. So. I was back in the office by one fifteen. Put up my marriage mail. Was in my car by three thirty. You know, granted, I did take a couple smoke breaks while I was PM casing, but um, so I was way under for today. No. Um, but going back to the what things I do remember from when you were going through the numbers of the route classifications, you know, who are gained versus the, K, the loss of Ks. Did anyone else take notice that the 16,000 whatever number of Ks we're losing happens to equal the same amount of gains in both uh, J, H, and As? Yeah. You know, so seems we're looking at a little we're, coincidental to me that the numbers work out perfectly. Well, I look at it this way: there are some K routes out there that are small enough to be an ox route. Um, there are some that are small enough to be an H route. There are some that are small enough to be a J route, and. I don't think they've even put in the number of people who signed the uh, high option in that either that could take their K route down to a J or their now J route down to an H route. So that's the other numbers that we also don't have is that section. But but the fact that... You also have the hmm, the 28% that went up. The number of um, H, the H, the ox routes that we've gained here are now going to be carriers that are going to have no assigned routes. Where are we going to put them? 
Luckily, because it says that it's only thirty-one. But given where that demographic is, I mean, like, like I mentioned Sunday, that you know we do have areas in some in some some regions that are posting full-time routes for anybody to apply off the street for. And I think we yeah, kind of we kind of touched on that, especially with where we're sitting at. You know, if we end up with more people that decide that, you know what, I'm done. I can retire now anyways. I'm done holding out. Or, you know what, I, yeah. I'm just done. And they walk off the job. You know, and then you've got these routes I mean, that bounce back and forth between. And then you don't have RCAs to fill it because they don't have a year in. Or you don't have RCAs at all. Or they're not even out of probation once it bounces back from district back to the office. And so now they're getting posted for anybody to apply off the street. I think we kind of touched on a little bit of why can't we have a, you know, I understand the mutual transfer and district-wide bids for regular routes for people to be able to move and transfer. In this case, why can't we put up a national-type bid? Well, I'm looking at this from my, my office perspective on this. Um, growing all these aux routes out of K routes is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe, just maybe, these are in offices that are already shorthanded. Mm-hmm. And maybe they can be absorbed into the H and J routes that are there. Mm-hmm. And lower the number of routes that are out there. But at the same time, increase these other routes to where they're actually back up to a K route. You know, we don't know where or what rhyme or reason we have for all these losses and changes and things like that. But we can surmise that there's going to be stuff that we as we as rural carriers and as a postal office can do to possibly mitigate this whole scenario of death to the routes that we're getting right now with the losses that we've been seeing posted there's going to be people that are going to retire from this there's going to be people who are going to quit because of this but if we ride this out and we find a way to turn this around to benefit the carriers then we can actually make a bigger impact overall well, I don't think there's a carrier out there. I don't think there's a carrier out there that wouldn't take the time to better their route and help benefit the customers in their areas. Because most, I think, almost everybody that I've talked to that works for the post office does it for two reasons: it's for the money and for the people on their route. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we touched on that well, definitely for the customers and the benefits. Yep. You know, the retirement. You know, and that was kind of brought up by you know. Um, one of the carriers in my office that has my primary route, not my aux, because I'm a five-in-one, but my primary, even though I rarely run it anymore. Um, he's like, what if I drop? Because it's only a 43K right now, and it's a 93-mile route. He's one of those long, 400 and, yeah, 470 boxes, 93 miles. So it's a lot of driving. And, you know, his biggest thing is, is what if I drop so much? I said, well, you can rebuild it off the ox route. 
And he's like, well, I have to wait. You know, I can't do that right away. I have to wait till the ox route's vacant. Not necessarily. No, 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 no. Even if there's a hold down on it, they can they can easily just shut that route down and, and cut it, do whatever they want yeah. with yes. it. Yes. Because there is not an assigned regular carrier. Exactly. Yep. Even though I'm a designated 79, I am still an RCA. I said, no. I said, they can rebuild off that ox route. That just ma- moves me back to being a designated 78 again. I said, but they can put that, because that used to be all one route. I said, that you can reabsorb the ox route to build it back up. Yep. It's yeah. only, yeah. you know, it's only 100 more boxes and 17 miles. So it'll give you a few more hours. But, and that would just make me a 78. You don't have to wait until it's vacated. And I said, if she wants to put up that fight, I said, I'll fight that one for you, tooth and nail. You know, I'm only, I, I six more months and I'll be going regular. So, you know, if I go back down to a designated 78 for a couple months or whatever, so be it. Um, it's not like I'm not running everything in the office as it is right now anyways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, you know, his only saving grace if he, if he does drop. A considerable amount is being able to reabsorb that ox route. And I think, like I said, we were saying before, where you have these offices with these shortages, and if you're going to have these drops, I think a lot of it, it may just kind of, okay, your short carriers, your short RCAs, especially, routes are dropping, you got to rebuild them back up. Well, now you're going to kind of try and almost even the playing field just a little bit. Yeah, if you can, if you can take two or three routes that you're vacant on, cut them up and put them on your seven routes that you have in your office, that's three less regular... Oh, you cut it out, James. And we're back. Oops, we had a glitch. Okay, James, <laughs> where we left so off at. <laughs> so as I was saying, you have three vacant routes, so that's three less carriers, three less regular carriers, and three less subs that they're forced to hire for the contract. So you're saving the post office money on that. You're saving the number of carriers that we need to hire as well. And on top of that, you're benefiting the routes that have gone down by merging those routes into them. So you're saving money, but also building up the carrier's pay on those other routes. And that's the biggest benefit we can get out of this is finding a way to merge routes together to build them back up into K routes, which is what we've, we've been losing. And with that, I want to say North Carolina district was supposed to be a test or pilot for um, the route optimization to be able to put the routes together with the turn by turn and the line of travel to allow that, you know, to for them to place, you know, for situations like that. Um, and that's why the, the program, the program was called rural route optimization. That's one of the features they were going to put into it. And then you have the line of travel manager, which allows you to optimize the line of travel they do so you prevent backtracking and things like that it was just a, 
these two programs have more features in them than they actually released in this first update, and they're slowly going to roll them out, probably. Right. Uh, I know that the, the testing of that has been put to the wayside, at least for now. Um, and then higher headquarters has not rolled down to the um, ops rural ops coordinators how they're actually going to do cuts and adjustments yet. Which is part of the reason why they won't do any until after October. And and they know exactly everything that people are getting in the mail these days. I mean, we have the digital processing system for letters, and then you also have the mailers that are telling the Postal Service exactly which addresses are getting their flats, and then you also have the barcodes that tell you exactly the addresses are. Like you can tell with the load truck feature, although some people are having issues with it right now, it uh, it actually tells you the exact address that barcode goes to. You don't even have to have the address on the package anymore. Just the barcode, and you can tell where it goes. Yep. Yeah, you can look an address up by scanning the barcode. There's that feature, too. Yep. Not even it, on the load truck. It's you can. There's actually a lookup address. Yep. And Same now, with the barcodes on the letters. Yep, yep. Well, the SPM scans. Yep, those actually, the, uh, the, the, uh, that's what you used for your, uh, if you're doing a move left no address on the, on the scanner, you just scan the barcode on it and it inputs everything from the letter. Yep. Right there into the move left no address pe- feature. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have not used that one yet. I've used I it try once. It out someday. I've used I've it several times. Yep. Yeah, just um, take a piece of just take week. a piece of just take a piece of mail from the address from the from the address you're doing and just scan the little barcode at the bottom and it populates everything. And yep. then you just say, Is this uh, you know, individual or family? Yeah, and with mm-hmm. that that rural route oh, optimization they can tell exactly how many minutes each mailbox will each address will put onto a route so they can take a small section of a neighborhood or a, a, a business park things like that and cut it to another route and know exactly how many minutes it's going to add to the route something that the, a lot of people didn't know is that it's in the art the rural route optimization system the measurements that we have for each mailbox will tell you exactly how much to cut. Of course, only uh, management has access to that portion of it, but it's there. Which kind of ties into what we also talked about Sunday, um, but we'll bring that back up um, this next Sunday when we cover resolutions. We kind of started that this past Sunday, but we... Instead of going a full two hours again tonight, we're uh, we're going to divide that up, and next Sunday we'll get into the resolutions. And I know that was part of one of the resolutions James has is when it comes to cutting routes and a carrier having more input on how a route is cut and what sections. Because yeah, you're gonna management does what they want to do, and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Plain and simple. And hopefully with this with this with your carrier input. So it's a, it's a carrier to it. suggestion. Right mm-hmm. now it's a carrier suggestion and they don't even have to listen to it. And right. honestly, they don't even listen to local management. 
when local management suggests the cut. So the um, the key here is hopefully with this system, the, the uh, rural route optimization and the line of travel manager, that'll take away a lot of that uh, willy-nilly cut from over here and over there to make, a, make this route better or make this aux route and things like that. It'll be more linear and better overall for everybody. That's what I'm hoping. But the big thing we're talking about today is our evaluations and what it means to us. And I think to us, there's too many variables to answer the question straightforward and say, this is what's going to happen, this is why, or anything like that. And it's going to be on a route-by-route route basis. Yeah. And until we, have, until we have our full evaluations and we can look at the numbers and say, yeah, that sounds close to right, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be close. Well, and the cover, because we still, and I think again, I you know, know, I'm going to be in that six percent. It's not changing because I'm already a forty-eight. <laughs> so, no, you're probably going to be the one that got eight plus hours added on, <laughs> <laughs> just so maybe. they can cut you down. <laughs> maybe. Well. I have a very large company that will get anywhere from, and it shows up as the Mubuku mail, you know, the, the MLO tray. So it's not actually my DPS. It comes into the multi, falls under the multi point, which mm -hmm. slides out. That total slides into the case mail column, which is raw letters. During the count, during just the two weeks of the mail survey, it was only about oh, 1,500 pieces less than my DPS. So, for the first, you know, in previous counts, me and the supervisor that was doing the counting usually agreed I get the tray from the clerk. I put it in my truck, I take it out, and I give it to the mailroom, and they sort it. He would give me a parcel credit before, which is fine. You know, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm not touching it. I'm not doing anything with it except for handing it off. Well, now I'm actually getting a piece count on it. And because they're closed on Saturdays, technically the three, four trays I may get Saturday... I could technically take um, unscanned parcel credits for each of those on Monday. Yep. So, which I haven't been, but I'm saying I could. Uh, and you could. Yeah. I'm like, and you, you know, because I, I just wanted to make sure I was getting credit for what I was doing. I didn't want to double this. You got a little muddled there, Josh. Sorry, I was running down the stairs and I said I wanted to make sure I didn't want to double dip, but on the same note, I wanted to make sure I was actually getting credit for their mail in some capacity. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. yep. So. So basically, you know, it's. Technically... You know, jumping to conclusions now is not going to help anybody. No, no. No, because yeah, we, yeah. We, we can't come to any conclusions because we don't have the information. We don't have the data. Right. It's not like previous mail counts where you counted everything in the office. You had your preliminary count in front of you before it was finalized, so you had an idea. Right now, everybody's in the dark. Except for what we had of the mini mail survey, and that's as long as your office inputted it like they were supposed to, that you know, that's all we have is that little six percent. We have nothing 4%. else, four percent. And if I remember, I, we were talking about that on Sunday. I said, realistically, 90 percent of the routes were set before. You know, even before the survey started, because this 4% of mail that they counted in the office, your mm -hmm. work, you know, the raw working mail mm -hmm. is not going to be enough to change. You know, there's, uh, you know, maybe 10% of the routes will, it'll be enough for that one or two minutes to put them over to the next evaluated hour. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I always also was saying parcels, you, you guys were talking about earlier parcels, and, you know, in, they are staying the same or went up for the most part for people. Parcels, increase in parcels for the most part is not going to make enough of a difference to offset the loss of flats and letters. It'll help. Unless, unless you just picked you picked up uh, Amazon and you didn't have it before, that where you're delivering an extra fifty or a hundred parcels a day is going to be a benefit. But if you're only de right. delivering ten or twelve more per day than the 2018 count, it's not going to make a difference. And if you're delivering a lot less than the 2018 count, it's going to make a huge difference. It's going to make a difference, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this right. is you know. But it's, you know, the flats have always, you know, raw flats, whether it be working out of a dispatch tub or pre, you know, the pre-sort bundles have always been, if you, as far back as I can remember, 10 to a minute. That's the one standard that has never changed over the years. That's realistically where the money's at right now and as we you know bill was saying earlier on sunday and earlier his flats have dwindled down to like nothing one tenth one tenth of what he yeah. had before right you know my flats are down you know at whatever's <laughs> flats are down well i get a decent amount of flats but most of them go to that company and, again, and most of it's return to sender stuff. And that's also a route by route basis because I know some routes, right. you know, the mail volume for some routes is quite a bit more than mail route than the mail for volume for other routes. I mean, that's evident in just my office alone. Some routes are volumes heavier than others. But, right. yeah, given, you know, 
you know, we can't come to conclusions. We don't have the numbers. We don't know. We, and it, and, you know, and it's, it's like that part is where do we go from here? Well, it's again, it's a waiting game. Yep. Yeah. And you just do, um, do what you can to optimize your route to your benefit as honestly as you can. And that's the other side of it. This is finally a count where 90% of what's on the route is honest. Mm -hmm. There is no hiding mail. There is, there is no holding flats back. There's no hiding mail in trailers at the plant or any of that stuff on this. Because it's a 355-day count. We're in different facilities. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to call you all out on this, okay? Because 90% um, of the route, route evaluations honest because it's all automated. Are you talking about the automated system that the post office uh, issued your back pay on? Are you talking about no. the you talking about the automation that you know was supposed to do the mini mail survey in September and couldn't produce the results and then when they do it in March uh, February March they can't produce the results? Are you talking about that automated system? The automated no, system I'm talking the radar reports are given to you and you don't know if they're two, three day, four days behind or two weeks behind when you actually receive those bundles systems. You're talking about the automated system that the United States Postal Service has the only eyes on, and we can't gain access to it. That's the 90% you're saying is honest? No. I'm sorry. I, I, I like being paranoid because for four years of active SOCOM duty, it kept me alive. And I'm telling you, there's bullshit in the wind when they can give you 66% of the routes are going down but can't provide the numbers to the union. Bull and that's shit. And can't provide the numbers to the carriers too. I mean, and they can't provide the numbers to management. Yeah. When, Even when, management can't access those numbers. When headquarters can't, when headquarters supposedly has all this information, yet they can't share it or won't share I'm, it. I'm talking well, about if you wanted an honest count on this stuff. You're literally going to have to count every single piece of mail you have that comes through your route. You're going to have to sit there and count every single one of them, 365 days a year. Count every single one of them. Every day you work, count everything. You have your sub count everything on your day off. That's the only way to get a 100% honest evaluation. The 90% I'm talking about is not mail. You don't have, well, it, it kind of is. You don't have hidden mail at the at the plants anymore because it's not worth it for them to hide it anymore because it's going to come through the system one way or another, whether it's during the mini-mail survey or outside of that. You don't have dishonest carriers keeping vacant homes on the route anymore. Um, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> well... Because the system is monitoring that as well and yes. actually pinging management, telling them that, hey, this route, ha this address hasn't gotten mail in the last 90 days. You have a system that's actually doing that, which is funny because it'll pull a vacant address as soon as, as soon as it hits the 90th day. It'll tell them, hey, this address hasn't gotten mail in 90 days. 
but they can't tell us our numbers. Um, you have management telling carriers that they can't punch in one minute before their, their start time. Yeah. Which, amazingly, they can tell you exactly down to the second the time you clocked in at. Yeah, but they, they can't tell us our numbers. But yet they want to give us all of our little messages on the scanner and videos prior to clocking in. Yes, I think that should actually be moved to after the after you punch clock in because now every every union now has to use a scanner yep. to clock in. Yep. Whether you be a clerk, a city carrier, or a rural carrier. You're clocking in on a scanner, so they should be able to reprogram it to put that stuff in right after you hit the clock in button. But no, you got to do it beforehand. Look, and and so, actually, city carriers have it as soon as they scan their badge, it automatically clocks on. Which it should do for us too, but we'll not get into that. <laughs> That's <laughs> because now. each union but, has their own set of programmers and they don't talk to each other. Right. Yeah, just like the management doesn't talk to the unions, but but yeah, or talk to each other. Yeah, I personally think the problem is the only the only thing they can do is they can go into these programs and actually physically change the numbers in the program itself. They have to literally log in and manually change these numbers because most of it is automated. Mm -hmm. Nobody touches it. Nobody looks at it. Nobody verifies it. It's completely automated. But we need that access to see what's going on with those numbers. And nobody's able to get in there because apparently these programmers were the cheapest they could hire, which is typical for government. And they probably didn't think far enough ahead to look at this and say, hey, look, we're going to have arguments over this. Let's do this. So... We have to sit here and we have to figure it out ourselves. And that's the hardest part of it all because you have to figure out for an entire year all your numbers instead of just a two-week period and then trust that a computer is doing it the right way. And yet, well, if you have informed delivery, you've seen letters coming into your informed delivery that aren't even for your address. I haven't had that yet. I've seen it on my informed delivery, but it wasn't in the DPS for that for my route to my house. You know, informed delivery isn't accurate to the day, right? I know that, but I'm saying that it's it, the letter that I saw in my informed delivery never even made it into the DPS for the route that I was on that I live on, because I was I was actually the summer record for my my route to my house for a while there before I became regular. But we have, we're supposed to trust a computer system built by humans to tell us how much money we're making. And that's the biggest, the biggest thing that people have a problem with. And regulated by the United States Postal Service. And built by the, by the cheapest contractors the government could find. Yep. Well, what I would say is part, uh, part of the problem with the numbers not being there or available yet is they didn't have the foresight to have them uploaded into the program on a daily or weekly basis prior to the survey. So now they're trying to upload 
52 weeks worth of data for, was it 80,000, 85,000 routes at the same time? Yeah. 81,600 and something, depending on which chart you look at, 620 or, yeah, or 665. (laughs) If if that data, because if you look back with the old mail counts, yeah, you can get a preliminary number at the end at the end of the two weeks or three weeks or four weeks, but it was two to three pay periods before you got the official numbers. That mm-hmm. um, if they were and if they actually start uploading this data on a daily, even weekly basis, come September they potentially will be able to have it within, you know, that week. They could literally because have it the day after. They could have, literally have it the day after it is approved, authorized at the office, if they did it right. You would literally know the day after the mini mail surveys over and your, and your survey numbers are put in the computer. You would literally be able to know what your route's becoming right after that. Right. But they're not willing to do that. Right. Hopefully, for future counts, they'll actually start doing that. So we won't have to go through the same BS every time. And you also have to to remember, this is a a new system. Yes, brand new. This is the first time. On old computers or the cheapest computers they could buy through a government program so they don't have a lot of memory, they don't have a lot of uh, processing speed or anything of that nature. It's not like the gaming computers you could go down to Best Buy and get. It's the cheapest professional computers they could find to make Mm -hmm. this work. So you're going to have problems, and then you have the programmers who are probably paid a lot less than what they're really worth to make this program happen. On a system that has been worked on for 11 years, and when this was handed to us in arbitration, and when the engineers got together with the arbitration, and they said this should be in place by 2015... And here we are in 2023, and it's still not in place. And not to mention all the reorganization we've had at headquarters. And all the original people, not there. And all these other brand new, that nobody knows what the hell they're doing, because they all had their thumbs up their asses for the 10 years to begin with. And now it's an even bigger cluster. And everybody's saying... Everybody's saying these numbers benefit the post office, this and that. We had a previous count. Mm-hmm. We had previous numbers. If it would have actually benefited the post office, it would have been initialized immediately. Yeah, I've been saying that all along. And because you look at this and you look at these numbers, you look at the number of routes that we have, and the number of carriers that we actually have registered in the union, both dues-paying and non-dues-paying, 
there's less carriers than there are routes. So it would benefit the post office to find a way to lower the number of routes, but at the same time, raise the pay for other carriers somehow. So there's got to be some give and take somewhere in this. And we've got to look at this in a positive light for ourselves. I know a lot of people are negative about it, but there can be a positive outcome that comes from this. And And one of those is knowing how much volume each route has. And I think a lot of that negativity comes out of the fear of the unknown because we don't know the data. And that's the, yeah. the fear of the unknown is where we're getting the negativity from. I, you know, I myself am trying to be optimistic. I've, you know, as being, you know, the only one really involved in anything union and being the local steward and, you know, keeping up to date, everybody in my office comes to me about every little thing about it. <laughs> and every day, I mean, I, I still get one that asks me, I don't know where she got the idea that we're supposed to get a hundred and fifty dollar pay ball or one time thing. I don't know where she saw that. And then she was like, "Well, I saw I went up this much on my yearly, but it's only like a few bucks a check." I said, "That's your cola." That's your cola. Yeah. And you know, trying to explain that to her, that was yeah. Don't get me started on that. But I mean, literally every. Yeah, you know, I've got one other carrier who gets, you know, he's got the app. And so when the thing came through Saturday, and so Monday, he calls me. Uh, yeah, I was, I, he was already done with his route, and I was still on my ox route, still had to go finish the other full route. And he's like, did you hear? Yes, I already knew about it. <laughs> I already <laughs> knew about it. I, yes, I know. And just, you know, every little thing. And so, you know, I walk into the office and that's the, hey, hey, hey. And then every other carrier stops to hear what's going on because they're clueless and have no clue what's going on. And then three more people are asking questions and I'm going, I don't know. I can't answer that for you. I don't have the data. (laughs) And that's one of the things we want to do here with, with this you know why i came on with you guys is because you guys are here trying to help give information to the masses about what's going on here and the confusion that's going on we need to have people sit together and go over this like this and say hey it may look bad right now but there is a silver lining to everything that's going on And there is a reason why we are rural carriers. And that's because we love what we do. We love our people that we deliver to. And we love the job that we do. And we may not get along with, we may, may not get along with management. We may not like what management is doing, but we like the job that we do. And once we get out of that office, we're on our own. We enjoy being out there. It's like what I said at national convention during caucuses at each, every one. We're family. We are all family. 
Does family argue and fight and not get along at times? Yes. But do we still yep. have our families back? Absolutely. We are all brothers and sisters in this, and we all have to watch each other's backs. Anybody, anybody that's listening to this, anybody, you have questions, you have concerns, comment. Get a hold of us. Yep. Go through our social media pages. We yes. are more than happy to help. And on that segue, I'm going to add that in normally, yep, we have been on Amazon Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We have our Discord channel. We have Facebook page. We have Facebook group. We have our email at uh, United We Scan Podcast at Gmail. I just started an Instagram page. Um, we are uploading stuff onto YouTube now, too. And we've also added uh, Stitcher as well as iHeartRadio. Uh, so f literally every podcast platform out there, just about. I think there's a couple of smaller ones that I didn't get on quite yet. We are out there. You can message us anywhere if you know who we are, you're friends with Facebook, most of us are in most of the social media groups in one capacity or another, you know, private message us. If we don't have an answer, we'll, t you know, if you have a question, if you want something brought up, but you want to do it anonymously and, but you want us to talk about it, we won't give out who you are or where you're from. You know, nope. we can talk amongst it about our, you know, with each other. Hey, we got a question about this. You know, what's your input? What's your input? If you don't have a local steward, you're newer, you don't know who your area or ADR or D DRs are, or where to quite find that information. Because maybe you're not getting a magazine yet, or for some reason, you know, maybe the significant other or the kids or the dog tears it apart eats it before you get a chance to look at it and you want to know who you can contact you know contact any one of us you know we're we're spread out i mean james and i are in michigan bill's in pennsylvania mike's in kansas josh is in north Car south carolina north carolina north carolina north carolina north. he's in the carolinas you know um ben who periodically comes in here with questions you know he's out there too and you, even if you know who he is and he may not have an answer, he can come to us. You know, we can talk amongst ourselves and be like, oh, yeah, and if one of us doesn't know, somebody might. Or we can at least point you in that right direction on who to contact. So we're, we're there to help, you know. It doesn't matter where you are in this country. We all do the same job. Yep. We all have the same contract. That is true. You know, we all have similar experiences. It's, you know, we're there to help you. And that's, that's, this is our platform to be able to reach out to everybody. Because I know, especially with the leave replacement shortage, not everybody can get off to go to boosters or regional conferences or conventions and whatnot. And those of us that can go are lucky to be able to go. And so, you know, that's, that's another way to try and get, I know mid-states are coming up. Um, James, myself, and of course, Mike will be at mid-states. You know, we'll, we'll report what we hear. You know, 
where I, I'm not going to put, you know, I'm not scanning documents in and posting those. No, but I will report. Yep. We heard this, you know, that's coming second hand. Yeah. We're, we're not doing that. If there's certain yeah, information or, that somebody information. wants, sharing it privately is one thing, but sharing it publicly is another. We'll, we'll get the information out that's important for carriers to know mm -hmm. because we don't discriminate. Whether yeah. you are dues paying or non dues paying, you are our brother and sister. We care. And we're yeah. here for you guys. And if that means showing them that, yes, there are people in the union that are active in the union that do care about you, maybe that can change somebody's mind to join or rejoin instead of getting out knowing, okay, there are people out there that are working for us. And, yeah. you know, here's one important thing about this whole situation that we do. We do this for free. Absolutely. We don't get compensated for it. We're doing this for your benefit. So, yep. you know, if we can invest this time in you, try investing a little time in yourself. Absolutely. Fellow brother and sister in the, in the rural carrier craft. Show them this podcast. Spread the word. Let them know that they're not alone as a rural carrier. There are people out there that are willing to help and willing to reach out, willing to give answers beyond that of what you just hear through the grapevine. And getting one side or another, you know, at least pointing you in the right direction on where to go to get those answers or pointing you in that direction to get that person that will be able to help you. And if that person isn't helping you the way they should, where you should go above them or who direct to that we know will be able to help you and will help you. I should say that's, that's what we are here for. We, you know, we're not putting it, we're not going to put anybody down. We're all about lifting up. We're all in this together. We're all in the same fight together. And on that note, I think we're going to wind it down since Josh is back. So I'll let him go ahead with his uh, final commentary for the evening. Like we've said in the past, um, make sure you're doing what available scans there are for you. As James said, honestly, you don't want to fudge your numbers. You don't want to try and pack, you know, pad your route. But if you honestly have one of those scans, take credit for it. If you're not familiar with them, like Bill has said in the past, you know, read the, you know, the cheat sheet, learn you know, get proficient in two or three of them and then add another couple and then add another couple until you're proficient with all of them. Um, we'll all tell you that we probably, there's at least one or two that we all forget about. And when we're talking, it's like, oh, I could have been doing that. Like I said earlier, I keep forgetting about the eight pieces um, for hold mail. Postage dues are a big one for me. <laughs> you know, it's... Um, if, you, if you're getting overwhelmed, take a step back, take a breath, step back in, try and have a good week. Mike, go ahead with your finals for tonight. 
Um, I think we've, I just want to go back to something we were, we said earlier on that all of this is speculation right now until we have the hard numbers, which is supposed to come later this week. So, you know, um, I, I, I know it's our pay and I, and I've always said no one should be more concerned about your pay than you are. But until Saturday, it, it's all just speculation. So let's stop. I won't say stop worrying, but you know, um, there's not anything we can do about it at this point. Do, do the job, do the job right. And, um, and, and just know that you're doing the job right. I'm sorry. I'm not very focused tonight. That's but, okay. But have a good week, everyone. Um, and just, and just, and just carry on. James, we're happy to have you with us. I hope you continue to stay with us because I love having an additional voice. And what is your final input for this evening? Well, I appreciate you guys inviting me into this and letting me spill my guts about the thoughts I have on this stuff. Um, but the biggest thing I can say on this is we're all in this together. We're all one craft. We're all one union. Dues paying or non-dues paying, you are our brother and sister in this. And yes, we're all worried about what our numbers are going to come back as. But we have three things going for us on this. One of them is we're resilient. We've gone through plenty of mail counts where things have gone wrong. We've had plenty of grievances filed over this current system already. And the proof is in the pudding that our union management, as much as people hate on them, they're doing what they can with the, what they have available to them within the confines of the National Labor Relations Board and the available contractual arguments they can make on it. It's very hard to sit back and say, they've got this. But I'm saying they have a handle on this. Even though it may not look like it, that's the step four and the labor charge that they're putting on this is very, very important. And we need to understand that these numbers, although management's probably going to say they're final, are not final yet. Until we get through all of this, these numbers are not final. We have to stay calm, relaxed, and get through this together. And Bill, what do you got for us tonight? Oh, speculation, collaboration, conjecture, paranoia. Oh, that's my normal day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I listened to you know the the comments that are here and and you know what the things on the Facebook ca uh, carrier pages. <clears throat> I listen to the people at work, and the the thing that strikes me about this whole situation is that a we still can't trust the post office, <laughs> you know. Flat out. You, you, you can't trust somebody who won't give you the numbers, but yet they're going to tell you 66% of the routes are going down. But, well, you know, I'm sorry, folks. There's something fishy. Um, 
I, I think that, you know, if, if most people are doing the jobs that they're supposed to do, they're doing the scans, they're, they're doing the dismounts, and they're, they're doing everything they're supposed to, that you're going to have uh, a, a maybe, I, I would say, a, a two to maybe three hour uh, effect on your route. Uh, there are some routes that are going to go up because of growth, you know, but in general, I, I think most routes are going to go down two to three hours, and especially in my office because we were artificially inflated when the uh, FSS was removed from our office. And, and it's almost like a right correction type situation because of the fact that we should have never went up the, the hours we did when we got the FS removed from our office. But um, in reality, folks, it, you know, after you get out on the street, it's the best job in the world. You know, except for when you're in Michigan and snow and wet and freezing. <laughs> but, or you know, super hot I mean, in the south. You know, be, be, because of the customers, because of the kids, the dogs. I mean, it, it was one of the, it's the easiest job I ever had in my life until management tried to start managing. And it's still the best feeling in the world when I get out there and, and I start delivering and I see my people and, you know, I watch my neighborhoods. So, you know, I'm, I'm like a, a community cop for my, my, my route. And, you know, when, when, when I lose a customer, it affects me. I've lost several close customers. When I see babies born or, you know, a new dog in the yard or something, you know, it, it's, it's still the greatest feeling in the world to have a job like this. So with that said, don't let all of this, you know, just chew you up, okay? Let's ride the ride, see where it ends, and hopefully somewhere, somehow, somebody on the national board will grow enough balls to stand up and say enough is enough. The step four was the first time, the very first time I've seen a national board react in a timely fashion to such an obscene situation as the post office has put forth. But it's not enough. So, you know, with your your, your state conventions coming up, your uh, little uh, Siesta Fiesta local meetings and everything, get your resolutions out there. Vote for the people who you want to go to the national convention and represent you, not just your national, your state the board people, not your ADRs or, or your um, area stewards or anybody else. Vote for the people who are going to go and speak for you. Because every convention we go to, it's just like the politics in Washington. It's corrupt. And these people vote themselves into office by giving people committee positions paid vacations to go to national conventions every year. If I had a choice in this national convention, I would eliminate 90% of the retirees because they have no idea and no longer represent what the rural carriers are going through. We need active carriers to stand up. We need younger carriers to stand up and to get involved and participate in the union. So protect yourself, protect your wallet, protect your future and your family's future. What you put in the scanner is going to go into your wallet. Other than that, folks, go out there, be safe, 
be careful, watch out for each other, help each other, educate each other, correct each other. I mean, yeah, there's no problems telling carriers when they're doing something wrong. But most importantly, at the end of the day, get home because you're the most important delivery. And on that note, with my finals, yes, we are all one. I don't care if you're table one, table two, an RCA, a PTF, or even an ARC. You know, we're here for you. We're all in this together. And, you know, we're reaching out to you. Questions, comments, something you're not sure of, you know, you can reach out to us. Like I said, multiple platforms. And on that note, next week we will uh, we'll probably talk about if we see what our new uh, evaluations will be. We'll probably start off with that, but next week we'll definitely be uh, diving deep into resolutions. We've got a lot of good ideas that are coming through with just the few of us on here. If you have resolution ideas that you want to send to us to get them out there, please feel free to it. I know I'm going to reach out to a few and see if I can get some more additional ideas. And on that note, everybody take care, have a safe week, and we'll see you back next week. And don't forget to subscribe. Yes, subscribe. <laughs>